Go now, while I still allow it. our series of uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe retro reviews is Thor. We are joined on this one by Owen. Yeah, Tony Black from Black Hole Cinema. I've appeared on his podcast a few times, I highly recommend it, it's very good. Um, but it's great to have him join us for a change, so um, we've just got it swapped around. So he's he's going to feature on our retrospective review a bit later on. Uh, yes, and obviously this retrospective review will feature clips from the movie, retro reviews, uh, and the trailer which is up now. I have sacrificed much to achieve peace. For through your arrogance and stupidity, you have opened these peaceful realms and innocent lives to the horror and devastation of war. You are a vain, greedy, cruel boy. You are an old man and a fool! You're unworthy! Father, I am! I now take from you your power! And I cast you out! Please open your eyes. Oh no, this is Earth, isn't it? Where did he come from? Your ancestors called it magic. Would you call it science? I come from a place where they're one and the same. He has disobeyed his king. His fate is in his own hands now. I will end this. Thor, fucking bonkers, and I loved it. I, I genuinely, really, really enjoyed And out of these four films, Thor was the one I enjoyed the most because it was, I think it was an utterly ridiculous film that I got brilliantly lost in. <laughs> I think it helped that Kenneth Branagh was directing, and it, it, it really did have a kind of strange alien Shakespeare feel to it. Um, right, does it? Kenneth Branagh directing a superhero. <laughs> I know. Um, it doesn't, you know, Thor's the right one for him, I suppose, because it's a more, I mean, being a yeah, god, it's you've a got more... The Nordic mythology mm. and stuff like that. And apparently, um, Natalie Portman signed on purely because she said, um, it's Kenneth Branagh doing a comic book movie. I've got to be there when that happens. Is he doing the uh, second one as well? Or is uh, no, I'm not sure who is. Oh, no, the guy doing the new Thor one is actually, he's done loads of TV, not much in movies, but he's done quite a lot of Game of Thrones. So that hopefully means he can handle quite a lot of the, the cool mm. action with swords and shit. Um, 
Yeah, I, I love. I I really enjoyed Thor in the Avengers. That was my first real experience with Thor as a character at all. I'd never read one of his comics. I'd never really. I don't know if there even has been an animated TV series. So that the Avengers was my introduction to Thor, and the, and the the film. I say carried it on. Well, lived up to my expectations in the sense that Chris Hem- Hemsworth does this fantastic, um, big, arrogant god type character uh, he i think he's he's a really really good it's a really good performance from him um loki we already knew that tom hiddleston was great as loki in avengers again when i can see the roots of that really enjoyed that loved seeing idris elba uh, every, everyone really what i loved is that everyone seemed to give it their all no one kind of l- looked at each other and kind of went oh this is a bit ridiculous they all seemed to even Anthony Hopkins and Rene Russo, they seemed to properly give it the gravitas that it needed. It needed to take itself super seriously, I think, because otherwise you look at how ridiculous the whole the whole thing is. It's an utterly ludicrous plot, but based on quite a simple idea that uh, a father has had to cast out his own arrogant son to teach him a lesson. That's quite a simple plot idea, but the layers around it are ridiculous. But no, I, I really, really enjoyed Thor. Okay, so this part of the podcast is our retrospective review. I'm joined here by Tony Black. Hello. Hello. Thanks for joining us, Tony. So, um, I suppose the most obvious place to start, Tony, did you like Thor? I did. <laughs> okay. Um, slight hesitation. Slight hesitation, because I, I rewatched it again in preparation for this, and okay. I hadn't seen it for, actually, probably since it was released. So we're talking, what, four years now, nearly? And it was it was good, but... It wasn't quite. I think. I think they've kind of raised the bar a bit since mm-hmm. Marvel. Um, and I think when when we were watching these towards the beginning of the MCU, which is fairly towards the beginning, really, it's only about what fourth film in or something. It uh, it was more wow. But now I think it's not quite got the oomph from the excitement as maybe some of the um, the later ones have. Okay, so your opinions kind of changed on it then? Yeah, slightly. It's still good. It's still good fun. It's still uh, exciting. It's still got some really good moments. It's got a nice sense of, you know, Shakespearean gravitas about it, which yeah. uh, the Marvel films hadn't had um, before, and to a degree, since in, in some respects. Um, and it, lo- it looks very nice, and it's, you know, it's, it's perfectly well done. It's just not quite as, as you know, blowing you away as... as Mm. A few of the others have since, really. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, one of the things that struck me on a rewatch, actually, because the first time round, I thought Thor was okay, but when I rewatched it, I found it. A, it's always been quite funny, but I found it much more funny the second time round. I mean, what what do you think about the humour in in the Thor films in general? Yeah, I think it's funny because just uh, earlier I was telling a friend how I was I was going to record a podcast tonight about Thor and. Um, we briefly talked about Thor in the Avengers, and, and I made the point that he worked better in the Avengers because he was he was funnier in the sense that he was being lampooned. Yeah, Thor, yeah, definitely. And I think Thor's better when he's he's being taken the mick out of even more. And there's a bit of that here, and I think those are the moments that perhaps work the best, where he's going, "I'm the mighty Thor," and then somebody <laughs> jumps a little syringe in his neck, and he, goes, and he slumps. Yeah. Um, I think those those are the moments really where he's where it's it's, it's working at its best because it knows how daft it is. But I don't think necessarily that always 
quite gels with the more, you know, Shakespearean with Anthony Hopkins, you know, Salam I am I am Thor's dad and all that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it takes itself maybe slightly too seriously at times, I think. Yeah. It also, of course, saw the introduction of Tom Hiddleston as Loki, who would become, like, the main bad guy in Avengers, who has since gone on to be, like, a cult hero, really. He's, like, everyone's favourite character mm. from... Uh, well, certainly their favourite bad guy from any of the uh, the Avengers films. I noticed on the rewatch that he wasn't quite as prominent as I remembered mm. in this. I mean, I still... I mean, I'm making assumptions that he's everyone's favourite bad guy from Avengers. What What was your opinion of him? Oh, no, I think I think he's definitely better later on. <laughs> I think yeah. he's... I think the Avengers is still where he's at his best because, you know, I think in general the, the, way, the way that was written and, and directed was stronger in general. But mm-hmm. I think that... And I think Loki's playful danger came out a lot more in that film it is here but he is he's, he's a lot more of a brat you know he's a lot more of the, yeah. the little uh the little bratish why don't you love me you know son and all this kind of thing yeah. and he he just snakes in and out of proceedings and you know he, you don't really i didn't really particularly buy the the fight at the end with thor because it's more just you get the feeling that thor should just smack him around the face and go oh, <laughs> sit down you know yeah <laughs> yeah I think Hiddleston's great, though. I think I think he, he gives he brings all the welly to the part, and he really he really does bring out the trickster, the playful trickster element to Loki. And I, so you can see how he's become that fan favourite. But it was I think just yet to happen slightly here. Yeah, I mean, it definitely it definitely got better in Avengers, but um, it definitely seems also to be one of those kind of guys who. He loves playing the character, you mm. know. Like you've got um, <clears throat> not connected to Thor, obviously, but Hugh Jackman's one of those who loves playing mm. Wolverine. Robert Downey Jr. loves playing Tony Stark. I think as well as that, because you've seen Hillston turn up to comic book conventions dressed as Loki and giving yeah. speeches and things. So I think he also brings a genuine interest to his own character, which mm. is great to see. Of course, I would agree. I would agree. He's he's got a lot of enjoyment. You can tell. Yeah, you mm. can tell he's enjoying what he's doing. Yeah, and, uh, he is a good contrast to Chris Hemsworth. You know, he does have, he does have that, uh, you know, that that impish, wimpish little brother <laughs> thing going on in comparison to him. So yeah, he, he's very good. It works yeah. well. What about um, the other performances then? So uh, we have briefly touched on Chris Hemsworth. Do you think he's nailed Thor? Do you think he is Thor, or is it just like a, at this moment there's no one better than him? Or I mean, yeah, what what's, what do you think of Chris Hemsworth at all? Because I kind of think he's got the look. But, again, it's one of those where not until Avengers did he really get the character. Mm, mm. And I think partially that's because there's a slight tonal inconsistency in this film, mm. a little bit. That may, may not necessarily be Hemsworth's fault. Uh, you know, he's, 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 he's a good actor. He's, he's decent enough. He's, just, he's, one of those, he's, he's one of the Avengers that is the least remarkable to an extent. Yeah. Thor is a, Thor's a fun character when he's being mocked more than anything else like I said but Hemsworth and Hemsworth gives you know again he gives it all he can he tries to inject that uh, you know that real sense of I am I am a legend and all this kind of (laughs) stuff and then you know there is a good arc for Thor through this you know you do see Mm. him go from being frankly an arrogant prick at the beginning to you know being made humble through being cast Mm. out on earth and then meeting um, Natalie Portman because that would melt any man to be quiet (laughs) (laughs) To be and honest, then, I think his best scenes are those that are with Natalie Portman. Mm, 
And yeah, it's all the too. stuff about him being on Earth, which is, well, as I alluded to earlier, the, the most humorous bits, because it's him adjusting to a realm where he isn't a god, you know? Mm, mm. And just, like, smashing a cup on the floor and saying, another! Just Stop. little things like that, just... Um, yeah. They just really... They work both times I've seen the film, so that's... There wasn't enough of that sometimes in this, you know? That, yeah. that was... Mm. That, that could have been... And I think it's because they still didn't quite know that level really they didn't really know what they'd got there maybe perhaps of how much they could yeah. and like and like i say joss whedon got that straight away you know in avengers he made the most of that every time thor was in was in it there would be a moment that would make you laugh because of of the way he reacts to things or the way people react to him so that's that's permeating it it feels like a very much a you know a a, a beginning it is very much a beginning because that not just for in terms of the story but in terms of how they approach the character and this and this different world, because of course this was completely new territory for Marvel, wasn't it? You know, it was the first film off off world, exactly. Um, exploring the, the the space arm of the of the MCU, so yeah, they were still learning. I think. I need a horse. We don't have horses, just dogs, cats, birds. And give me one of those large enough to ride. Okay, so I think we've kind of established that Thor is perhaps not your favourite of the MCU from phase one or two. So, uh, what is? Well, I'm, I, I will say, Thor is, I think Thor 1 is better than Thor 2, personally. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. Thor 2 was a misstep, really. Not terrible, not Iron Man 2 levels of bad, but it was, it was, you know, um, it was a misstep. I think, to be honest, a year, if you'd have asked me this question a year ago, my answer, unquestionably, would have been Avengers, without question. Okay. And I still think Avengers is brilliant. You know, it's funny because I, 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 one of my housemates really doesn't like Avengers. <laughs> and he makes the point about how, well, they just talk for two hours and they never fight. Yeah. And nothing happens. And I said, are you watching the same film? <laughs> <laughs> He's, I hate to be that guy, but he is just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure um, we appreciate that, of course. <laughs> he just is. And I keep, I'll tell him this until he believes me. But... <laughs> But no, the answer now, I think, I really do think the answer is Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Uh, because I I don't remember quite having as much fun both watching that at the cinema and indeed second time round. I watched it again uh, about six weeks ago and I loved it even more. And I think possibly the reason is Dancing Groot. <laughs> That's just the greatest moment of Marvel it's <laughs> just fantastic in that whole film the scene where he just skewers those guys and whacks them off the wall and he just turns around and gives that little smile yeah. afterwards it's just hilarious it's just one of those films that, that straight away and this is the difference from Thor straight away it totally works it's exactly what it what it know. it's exactly what it should be it knows exactly what it's doing and what it is and yeah. it's just spot on all well, each each of the MCU films have all had a different kind of um, not a completely different genre, but a different take on on the genre. So, like obviously, Iron Man was your sort of sci-fi action film. Mm. Thor, of course, is your big fantasy film. Captain America was your adventure movie, mm. and then each of them have stumbled in their own sort of ways. But you're right, Guardians of the Galaxy was straight in there, knew exactly what kind of a space adventure film it should be and delivered on every level i think yeah and it's interesting because most of the of the of the films have had a difficult quite a lot of them have had a difficult second film 
uh, and they because the second films have, have you know tried to shake it up a little bit, and that's what I, I do admire Marvel for because mm. they're not afraid to you know to rattle the cage a bit to shake the box up, and and I, and it doesn't always work, but it most it, it does most of the time. Yeah, and you know I think Guardians of the Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy is a great example of trying something different and making it work still while adhering to an element of Marvel formula because you know that that is always there but um yeah I think I think yeah I think that's possibly just edged out Avengers okay (laughs) well sticking with the same theme I guess because um you've talked about sequels and we've yet to see uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 which film in Marvel Phase 3 are you most looking forward to that's that's difficult because Phase (laughs) 3 really really looks exciting yeah, I think honestly, I think possibly the answer for me is Doctor Strange. Okay, because Doctor Strange, the A, it's Benedict Cumberbatch, and I'd watch anything with him. In it, really, <laughs> he's great. But also, I think it's because it's going to unlock a new side of the universe, mm. and the, you know the magic, mystical side, which is an area they haven't really gone to yet. So I'm really interested in what Scott Derrickson's going to do with that. Uh, and you know, I mean, he's one of those directors who I've, I, I like. I, I think he's okay, but he's not really. It got a bit like James Gunn in, before Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought James Gunn was okay, and then he did Guardians of the Galaxy. I was like, wow, <laughs> just showing what he can do. Yeah. I'm hoping Derrickson does the same with Strange. Yeah. But beyond that, I think I'm really buzzing for Civil War next year. Very Yeah. Good. Everyone's looking forward to Civil War. I think it's going to be an epic um, storyline, even though we're still two films away from it, of course, because Age of Ultron and Hanpan aren't even out yet. But Yeah, uh, and I think, I mean, Age of Ultron's going to be going to be huge, and I suspect very, very good. Uh, Ant Man, mm, I don't know really. Mm. I, I'm very dubious about Ant Man. Trouble uh, production, hasn't it? Yes, and it, yeah. it, if that falters slightly, it could. I don't think it'll dampen enthusiasm for Civil War, but I think it might just. There's, there's a lot of people out there gunning for Marvel to fail now because they're so big. There's a lot of people hoping they fall. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I just hope Ant Man manages to be better than we think it is because I don't. Those people, I just don't want them to get any more action. <laughs> really. Of course, yeah. <laughs> okay, well I think we'll um, wrap it up there then, uh, Tony. Do you want to give yourself and your website and your podcast a little bit of a plug? Oh, thank you very much. How kind of you. <laughs> yes, I, uh, I run a uh, film podcast, much like Fail Critics, uh, which is called uh, A Black Hole Cinema. And uh, you can find us on Twitter, remarkably enough, at Black Hole Cinema. Uh, Imagine that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what a coincidence. Uh, I'm on Twitter as well, uh, Tony Black, at Black Hole Writer. And you can follow me on both of those and keep tabs on, on Black Hole Cinema. We, we, we're on pretty much every week reviewing the latest movies, uh, bits of news, sometimes the box office. Um, and occasionally we manage to get Owen on board. So there's yes, nothing to yeah. listen. Um, excellent, an excellent little podcast. I, I really enjoy being on there when I can uh, <laughs> when I can get onto it. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Excellent. Okay, then Tony, thanks very much. And um, like I say, we'll uh, wrap it up there. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. The Failed Critics Podcast is presented by Steve Norman and Owen Hughes, created by James Diamond with original music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, remixed by James Yule of jamesyule.com. 
You can find us at failedcritics.com, on Twitter at failedcritics, and Facebook at facebook.com forward slash failedcritics. Thanks for listening. I think that was legally your fault. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's a really, really good... It's a really good performance from him. Um, Loki, we already knew that Tom Hiddleston was great as Loki in Avengers. Again... When I can see the roots of that. Really enjoyed that. Loved seeing Idris Elba. Uh, every, everyone really... What I loved is that everyone seemed to give it their all. No one kind of l- looked at each other and kind of went, oh, this is a bit ridiculous. They all seemed to... Even Anthony Hopkins and Rene Russo, they seemed to properly give it the gravitas that it needed. It needed to take itself super seriously, I think. Because otherwise, you look at how ridiculous the whole... The whole thing is, it's an utterly ludicrous plot, but based on quite a simple idea that uh, a father has had to cast out his own arrogant son to teach him a lesson. That's quite a simple plot idea, but the layers around it are ridiculous. But no, I I really, really enjoyed Thor. Okay, so this part of the podcast is our retrospective review. I'm joined here by Tony Black. Hello. Hello. Thanks for joining us, Tony. So, um, I suppose the most obvious place to start, Tony. Did you like Thor? I did. <laughs> okay, um, slight hesitation. Slight hesitation, because I, I rewatched it again in preparation for this. And okay. I hadn't seen it for, actually, probably since it was released. So we're talking, what, four years now, nearly? And it was, it was good, but it wasn't quite, I think, I think they've kind of raised the bar a bit since mm-hmm. Marvel. Um, and I think when, when we were watching these towards the beginning of the MCU, which is fairly towards the beginning, really, it's only about, what, fourth film in or something? It, uh, it was more wow. But now I think it's not quite got the oomph from the excitement as maybe some of the, um, the later ones have. Okay, so your opinion's kind of changed on it then? Yeah, slightly. It's still good. It's still good fun. It's still uh, exciting. It's still got some really good moments. It's got a nice sense of, you know, Shakespearean gravitas about it, which yeah. uh, the Marvel films hadn't had um, before, and to a degree, since in, in some respects. Um, and it, lo- it looks very nice, and it's, you know, it's, it's perfectly well done. It's just not quite as, as you know, blowing you away as... as Mm. A few of the others have since, really. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, one of the things that struck me on a rewatch, actually, because the first time round, I thought Thor was okay, but when I rewatched it, I found it. A, it's always been quite funny, but I found it much more funny the second time round. I mean, what what do you think about the humour in in the Thor films in general? Yeah, I think it's funny because just uh, earlier I was telling a friend how I was I was going to record a podcast tonight about Thor and. Um, we briefly talked about Thor and the Avengers, and, and I made the point that 
he worked better in the Avengers because he was he was funnier in the sense that he was being lampooned yes, before. Yeah, definitely. And I think Thor's better when he's he's being taken the mick out of even more. And there's a bit of that here. And I think those are the moments that perhaps work the best where he's going, I'm the mighty Thor! And then somebody <laughs> jumps a little syringe in his neck and he goes, and he slumps. Yeah. Um, I think those those are the moments really where he's where it's, it's, it's working at its best because he knows how daft it is. But I don't think necessarily that always quite gels with the more you know, Shakespearean with Anthony Hopkins, you know, son of us, I am, I am Thor's dad and all that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it takes itself maybe slightly too seriously at times, I think. Yeah. It also, of course, saw the introduction of Tom Hiddleston as Loki, who would become, like, the main bad guy in Avengers, who has since gone on to be, like, a cult hero, really. He's, like, everyone's favourite character mm. from... Uh, well, certainly their favourite bad guy from any of the uh, the Avengers films. I noticed on the rewatch that he wasn't quite as prominent as I remembered. Mm. In this. I mean, I still... I mean, I'm making assumptions that he's everyone's favourite bad guy from Avengers. What What was your opinion of him? Oh, no, I think I think he's definitely better later on. <laughs> I think yeah. he's... I think the Avengers is still where he's at his best because, you know, I think in general the, the, way, the way that was written and, and directed was stronger in general. But mm-hmm. I think that... And I think Loki's playful... Danger came out a lot more in that film. It is here, but he is, he's, he's a lot more of a brat. You know, he's a lot more of the, yeah. the little uh, the little bratish, why don't you love me, you know, son, and all this kind of thing. Yeah. And he, he just snakes in and out of proceedings. And, you know, he, you don't really, I didn't really particularly buy the, the fight at the end with Thor, because it's more just, you get the feeling that Thor should just smack him around the face and go, oh, <laughs> sit down, you know? Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. I think Hiddleston's great, though. I think I think he he gives he brings all the welly to the part, and he really he really does bring out the trickster, the playful trickster element to Loki. And I, so you can see how he's become that fan favourite. But it was I think just yet to happen slightly here. Yeah, I mean, it definitely it definitely got better in Avengers, but um, it definitely seems also to be one of those kind of guys who. Loves playing the character, you mm. know. Like you've got, um, <clears throat> not connected to Thor, obviously, but Hugh Jackman's one of those who loves playing mm. Wolverine. Robert Downey Jr. loves playing Tony Stark. I think as well as that, because you've seen Hillston turn up to comic book conventions dressed as Loki and giving yeah. speeches and things. So I think he also brings a genuine interest to his own character, which mm. is great to see. Of course, I would agree. I would agree. He's he's got a lot of enjoyment. You can tell. Yeah, you mm. can tell he's enjoying what he's doing. Yeah, and, uh, he is a good contrast to Chris Hemsworth. You know, he does have, he does have that, uh, you know, that that impish, wimpish little brother <laughs> thing going on in comparison to him. So yeah, he, he's very good. It works yeah. well. What about um, the other performances then? So uh, we have briefly touched on Chris Hemsworth. Do you think he's nailed Thor? Do you think he is Thor, or is it just like a, at this moment there's no one better than him? Or I mean, yeah, what what's, what do you think of Chris Hemsworth at all? Because I kind of think he's got the look. But, again, it's one of those where not until Avengers did he really get the character. Mm, mm. And I think partially that's because there's a slight tonal inconsistency in this film, mm. a little bit. That may, may not necessarily be Hemsworth's fault. Uh, you know, he's, 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 he's a good actor. He's, he's decent enough. He's, just, he's, one of those, he's, he's one of the Avengers that is the least remarkable to an extent. Yeah. Thor is a, Thor's a fun character when he's being mocked more than anything else, like I said. But Hemsworth, and Hemsworth gives, you know, again, he gives it all he can. He, he tries to inject that, uh, you know, that real sense of, 
I am I am a legend and all this kind <laughs> of stuff. And then, you know, you, there is a good arc for Thor through this. You know, you do see him go from being, frankly, a, quite an arrogant prick at the beginning to, you know, being made humble through being cast mm. out on Earth and then meeting um, Natalie Portman, because that would melt any man, to be quiet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to be honest, then, I think his best scenes are those that are with Natalie Portman. Mm, and yeah, it's all the too. stuff about him being on Earth, which is, well, as I alluded to earlier, the, the most humorous bits, because it's him adjusting to a realm where he isn't a god, you know? Mm, mm. And just, like, smashing a cup on the floor and saying, another, just it's little things like that, just... Um, yeah. They just really, they work both times I've seen the film, so that's... There wasn't enough of that sometimes in this, you know, that yeah. that was, mm. that that could have been, and I think it's because they still didn't quite know that level, really. They didn't really know what they'd got there, maybe, perhaps, of how much they could, yeah. and, and like and like I say, Joss Whedon got that straight away, you know, in Avengers. He made the most of that every time Thor was in, was in it there would be a moment that would make you laugh because of, of the way he reacts to things or the way people react to him. So that's that's permeating it. It feels like a very much a, you know, a, a, a beginning. It is very much a beginning because the, not just for, in terms of the story, but in terms of how they approach the character and this and this different world. Because, of course, this was completely new territory for Marvel, wasn't it? You know, it was the first film off-world. Off exactly. Um, exploring the, the, the space arm of the, of the MCU. So, yeah, they were still learning, I think. I need a horse. We don't have horses, just dogs, cats, birds. And give me one of those large enough to ride. Okay, so I think we've kind of established that Thor is perhaps not your favourite of the MCU from phase one or two. So, uh, what is? Well, I'm, I, I will say Thor is, I think Thor 1 is better than Thor 2. Oh, definitely. Um, Thor 2 was a misstep, really. Not terrible, not Iron Man 2 levels of bad, but it was, it was, you know, um, it was a misstep. I think, to be honest, if you'd have asked me this question a year ago, my answer unquestionably would have been Avengers, without question. And I still think Avengers is brilliant. You know, it's funny because one of my housemates really doesn't like Avengers. (laughs) And he makes the point about how, well, they just talk for two hours and they never fight. Yeah. And nothing happens. And I said, are you watching the same film? <laughs> <laughs> He's, I hate to be that guy, but he is just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure um, we appreciate that, of course. <laughs> he just did. And I keep, I'll tell him this until he believes me. But, <laughs> but no, the answer now, I think, I really do think the answer is Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Uh, because I, I don't remember quite having as much fun both watching that at the cinema and indeed second time round I watched it again uh, about six weeks ago and I loved it even more and I think possibly the reason is Dancing Groot <laughs> that's just the greatest moment of Marvel of all time it's <laughs> just fantastic in that whole film the scene where he just skewers those guys and whacks them off the wall and he just turns around and gives that little smile yeah. afterwards it's just hilarious it's just one of those films that that Straight away, and this is the difference from Thor. Straight away, it tonally works. It's exactly what it what it know. It's exactly what it should be. It knows exactly what it's doing and what it is, and yeah. it's just spot on. All well, each each of the MCU films have all had a different kind of um, not a completely different genre, but a different take on on the genre. So, like obviously, Iron Man was your sort of sci fi action film. Mm. Thor, of course, is your big fantasy film. Captain America was your adventure movie. Mm. And then each of them have stumbled in their own 
sort of ways. But you're right, Guardians of the Galaxy was straight in there, knew exactly what kind of a space adventure film it should be, and delivered on every level. I think. Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting because most of the of the of the films have had a difficult. Quite a lot of them have had a difficult second film. Uh, and they, because the second films have, have, you know, tried to shake it up a little bit. And that's what I, I do admire Marvel for, because mm. they're not afraid to, you know, to rattle the cage a bit, to shake the box up. And, and, I, and it doesn't always work, but it most, it, it does most of the time. Yeah. And, you know, I think Guardians of, the Cal- Guardians of the Galaxy is a great example of trying something different and making it work. Still, while adhering to an element of Marvel formula because you know that that is always there but um yeah I think I think yeah I think that's possibly just edged out Avengers okay (laughs) well sticking with the same theme I guess because um you've talked about sequels and we've yet to see uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 which film in Marvel Phase 3 are you most looking forward to that's that's difficult because Phase (laughs) 3 really really looks exciting yeah, I think honestly, I think possibly the answer for me is Doctor Strange. Okay, because Doctor Strange, the A, it's Benedict Cumberbatch, and I'd watch anything with him. In, <laughs> really, he's great. But also, I think it's because it's going to unlock a new side of the universe, mm. and the, you know the magic, mystical side, which is an area they haven't really gone to yet. So I'm really interested in what Scott Derrickson's going to do with that. Uh, and you know, I mean, he's one of those directors who I've, I, I like. I, I think he's okay, but he's not really. It got a bit like James Gunn before Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought James Gunn was okay, and then he did Guardians of the Galaxy. I was like, "Wow, he's <laughs> just showing what he can do." Yeah. I'm hoping Derrickson does the same with Strange. Yeah. But beyond that, I think I'm really buzzing for Civil War next year. Very. Yeah. Busy. Everyone's looking forward to Civil War. I think it's going to be an epic um, storyline. Even though we're still two films away from it, of course, because Age of Ultron and Handman aren't even out yet. But yeah, uh, and I think I mean Age of Ultron's going to be going to be huge, and I suspect very very good. Uh, Ant Man, mm, I don't know really. Mm. I, I'm very dubious about Ant Man. Trouble uh, production, hasn't it? Yes, and it, yeah. it, if that falters slightly, it could. I don't think it'll dampen enthusiasm for Civil War, but I think it might just. There's, there's a lot of people out there gunning for Marvel to fail now because they're so big. There's a lot of people hoping they fall. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I just hope Ant Man manages to be better than we think it is because I don't. Those people, I just don't want them to get any more ammunition. <laughs> really. Of course, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I think we'll um, wrap it up there then, uh, Tony. Do you want to give yourself and your website and your podcast a little bit of a plug? Oh, thank you very much. How kind of you. <laughs> yes, I, uh, I run a uh, film podcast, much like Fail Critics, uh, which is called uh, A Black Hole Cinema. And uh, you can find us on Twitter, remarkably enough, at Black Hole Cinema. Uh, Imagine that. <laughs> no, what a coincidence. Uh, I'm on Twitter as well, uh, Tony Black, at Black Hole Writer. And you can follow me on both of those and keep tabs on, on Black Hole Cinema. We, we, we're on pretty much every week reviewing the latest movies, uh, bits of news, sometimes the box office. Um, and occasionally we manage to get Owen on board. So there's yes, nothing to yeah. listen. Um, excellent, an excellent little podcast. I, I really enjoy being on there when I can uh, <laughs> when I can get onto it. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Excellent. Okay, then Tony, thanks very much. And um, like I say, we'll uh, wrap it up there. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. 
the Failed Critics Podcast is presented by Steve Norman and Owen Hughes, created by James Diamond, with original music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, remixed by James Yule of JamesYule.com. You can find us at FailedCritics.com, on Twitter at FailedCritics, and Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash FailedCritics. Thanks for listening. I think that was legally your fault.